In a land that time forgot, nothing stands still. Power sets the rules, but magic bends them. Twin suns cast shadows on a fallen empire, and battles rage under the stars. From the director of the four-hour workweek comes a tale of adventure, intrigue, and ancient mysteries. The legend of Cock Punch! In the Eightfold Arena, anything can happen, and everything can change. Confidence breeds confidence. Alcedonian proverb. Two is one, and one is none. One of ten raider recitals. Pride comes before the fall, and such is the history of House Hallux. But House Hallux wasn't always House Hallux. For thousands of years they were referred to by race, the Alcedonians. They comprised a semi-nomadic tribe, feared for deep intelligence and a ruthless raiding culture. Their rites of passage, religion and means of existence all revolved around attacking and taking whatever was needed or desired from neighbours. Their cosmovision didn't allow otherwise. No one bordering the Alcedonians took peace for granted, but they also knew raids were brief and life could be spared with compromise. Things changed when Pale Tentakis came of age and became General Tentakis. Tentakis, also known as the Silver Wraith of Alcedonia, set about conquering all the known lands to build an empire, a charter supposedly bestowed upon him by the divine Chigolith himself. Unleashed by the gods, he had a singular purpose and devoured anything that opposed him. But he wasn't just driven, he was smart. Gold was nothing compared to engineers, priests and scientists willing to pledge allegiance to avoid annihilation. And thus the war machine rolled on, gaining momentum as it gathered expertise. Towards the end of Era Kaifan, the Fey and their allies, by common enemy only, stopped the war machine. Canadine, the deceptor of House Hime, a half-breed of unknown origin and prodigious military talent, discovered that the Alcedonians could be drawn into foolish decisions if insulted. Letters could defeat war parties. Tentakis and his Alcedonians seemed incapable of swallowing their pride. Cunning guerrilla warfare, strategic assassination, and tactics of mass confusion halted the front for a time, and an air of hope spread through the realm. This lasted but a few short years. The histories diverge when General Tentakis decided to concentrate on invading Kaima, the capital city of the Dalamai, who would later be known as House Kaima. The Alcedonians claimed that the Dalamai approached Tentakis with an offering, a deal to save their capital city. The walls could be rebuilt after siege destruction, and the people could repopulate, but eons worth of arcane knowledge was stored as scrolls in their great libraries. This was the Dalamai lifeblood, their cultural identity, and their reason for being. 
and thus, according to the Alcedonians, a trade was made. In contrast, the Dalamai claimed that their archmages were enslaved and tortured. Regardless, the end result was this. Halix was given to Tentakis, and that bent the arc of history. Halix was one of the great secrets of the Dalamai wizard alchemists. The Dalamai high priests used Halix to create the world's most beautiful works of art. Translucent green in color, the elixir was consumed on the equinoxes, turning the recipient into a divine creator, tapping them into the slipstream of the sacred, conferring temporary abilities beyond the grasp of mortals. But the Dalamai knew from warning tales of old that there were other uses. Halix was first and foremost an amplifier, and the intention of the imbiber mattered. Activated by specific incantations, it could be used for a million purposes, including warfare. It was for this reason that Tentakis came to Kaima. Once fueled by the elixir of Halix, the Alcedonians harnessed the divine destroyer and defeated their enemies, quickly expanding and securing an unparalleled dominion. Sitting in control of a vast empire, the Alcedonians renamed themselves House Halix, embracing the terrifying reputation and nickname that had spread throughout the realm. Once firmly seated with their administration, they then did what no one expected. They got to work and began building. House Halix introduced modern irrigation, aqueducts, astronomy, sanitation and more to cities at every point of the compass. They began unifying, creating reliable postal systems, building banks that could foster trade and protect savings, and replacing extortionary feudal laws with fair taxation with representation. The death sentence was abolished, extensive child labor laws were introduced, and large swathes of the land went from primitive and dangerous to prosperous and safe. This building continued for decades, but just two generations later, House Halix had changed. The ambitious had become content. Raiding had ceased and castles had been built. Silk robes took the place of armor, feasts replaced frugality, and excesses flowed like water. Opulence had become a new religion. This complacency foreshadowed the fall, now referred to as both the rising of 10,000 suns, spelled S-U-N-S, and the uprising of 10,000 suns, spelled S-O-N-S. Many details of this period are lost, but one element appears in all of the records. A mysterious pestilence afflicting only Alcedonians that swept across the land. Crippled by sleeping sickness, no empire could be held, and the realm split into warring states. House Halix was reduced to a shadow of its former self. That roughly brings us to the current day. Of course, it's easy to read some of the histories and conclude that Alcedonians are bad, but this doesn't fairly capture the bigger picture. 
Most well-educated citizens in Valata will readily admit that without House Hallux, the realm couldn't support cities or trade of any scale. Without House Hallux, children of every clan would still spend at least a quarter of their days fetching and filtering water, and there would be no widespread education. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Valata has been transformed and is better for it. Like it or not, the people of Valata are the daily beneficiaries of the legacy of House Hallux, and while the majority condemn them at every chance, a meaningful minority, spread across nearly all houses, hope House Hallux regains power as they brought stable peace, predictability, and prosperity to a unified Valata. But what of Hallux itself? The recipe for Hallux remains one of House Hallux's most closely guarded secrets. While the incantations for 1,000 times activation have been lost, it remains a 10 times amplifier for all combat and warfare. Weakened by their continued sleeping sickness, but harboring dreams of once again ruling the realm, they part with as little of it as necessary to trade and survive. House Hallux continues to run the Bank of Chigo, which handles nearly all serious banking and financing across Valata, as they are the only house capable of managing the details and logistics. Pride is still their greatest weakness and occasional strength. Their cleverness has certainly not left them, and they're nearly unbeatable in the gambling game of Bislin. To befriend an Alcedonian, at least for an hour, buy them a pint of mead and pay them a compliment. But as the old Alcedonian saying goes, feed the hawk, watch the talons.